I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And I'm laughing because <laughs> we're back, but I totally just botched the beginning of this intro because <laughs> I, w- I didn't know if we were recording or not. So it's been, it's been a while. I have no idea yeah. what's going on. I always and just I hit s- record right away. So I don't forget. <laughs> yeah. And then I just stopped my video because we're recording over Zoom. So I don't know what's going on today, but we're back. We are back. We back. We back. We back. We, back. we were gone for two weeks. I We were kind of unclear when we initially recorded our last episode because Sasha was on vacation for one week and then I was on vacation for the very next week. And so we debated if maybe it would make sense like to record you know, in between or maybe yeah. even like I could just record, but my, my service was terrible. So it so would have been an absolute mess. Uh, so it's, it's good that we didn't for the sake of everyone listening to this, you would have not enjoyed what that <laughs> podcast would have sounded It wouldn't like. have been quality. <laughs> no, it would have sincerely just been quantity, which mm. I mean, at this point in the summer, sometimes that's all we're looking for in the sports world. <laughs> right. But trust me when I say like, my phone kept saying I was on 5G. I it was lying. Like I yeah. was I was getting like text messages delayed. I couldn't like watch couldn't watch TikToks without yeah. like, freezing. It was it was it was rough living. Yeah, we oh, had uh some things happen um with the net like we had a podcast launch and it happened to be like the day after I left and I was just like I don't I'm not getting notifications because I turned them off because I'm on vacation. Um, <laughs> but then I also didn't have very good service. So by the time that I was getting to stuff, it was it wouldn't have been good if we would have recorded. <laughs> I forgot to turn like an out of office on. And mm. I don't get that many emails, I'll be honest with you, outside yeah. of like people that I directly work with who knew that I wasn't available. Right. But I got a couple here and there where like it would have been helpful to have an out of office on. Honestly, I was going to say this for the end. We can talk about your emails when we get there. But if you have emailed us in like the last two and a half weeks, I am so sorry yeah. that you probably feel like we're ignoring you. I should have also put an out of office on that inbox as well. Oh yeah. But I am just like, I'm terrible at setting out of offices. So apologies if you have emailed us. 
it, it just looks like we're not responding, but that is right. not true. That is not true. I forgot you could it, do that with email. Whoops. Right. <laughs> I don't actually even know where that, like, I don't even know and how I, to do it. <laughs> I mean, some people like put them on like their Gmail accounts and stuff when they yeah. like go out so that people know like, Hey, but like my Gmail account is mostly like J crew sending me like, Hey, here's 20% off. So right. like, sorry, J crew, I'm on vacation. <laughs> like <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> right. Oh, I need to go through my inbox sometime and start unsubscribing from things. Cause that's all it is. It's just like, um, Hey, like, like I'm looking at it right now. Okay, this one is worth it. It's Dog Threads, who oh. I'm a big fan of Dog Threads. Uh, but I did get an email from them for the 4th of July, which I support that email. I um, I think it was a meme that I saw, but it was, like, so accurate. I get so upset. Like, stop sending me these emails that I signed up for, um, giving me discounts. <laughs> like... That I refuse to then go unsubscribe. Right, from. right, yeah. Then it just yeah. fills it up, and yeah, I get a lot of those too. Uh, well, it's been a mostly quiet couple of weeks. Nothing mm-hmm. over over the top, I would say, as far as news was concerned. I did see something. This was actually took place from the time we're recording this. This took place about five, six days prior to the recording of this. So it's mm-hmm. it's not old news, I wouldn't say, but it is, you know. it's definitely already been discussed quite a bit on social media. I was kind of watching it happen. Like I said, while I was on vacation, made a mental note of it, forgot that mental note, remembered it like last night, messaged Sasha this morning. It was like, I remember it now. Um, But it was an interesting conversation because somebody had shared and I I was trying to track down I believe this is the original like the original tweet I believe the original tweet came from Dr. Lindsay Darwin who's an assistant professor for sports management I believe at least hers was the one that got the highest number of shares mm-hmm. and I think she the photo is watermarked so it may not have been her original photo I just know she had like over 14,000 likes, um, thousands of retweets and Jamel Hill quote tweeted her. So we're just going to go with like, this is like one of the original tweets of this. Um, but what the, what the tweet had was a graphic that the watermark is from somebody called shot clock. And it said sports centers, Instagram coverage this past week. Logan Paul loses exhibition against Floyd Mayweather had 17 posts while Simone Biles winning a historic seventh United States gymnastic title had zero. Dr. Lindsay Darwin shares this photo and says preferences do not develop in isolation. It is highly difficult for folks to become fans of something they're rarely if ever exposed to. And I meant to also then send this to you, Sasha, a, Another person followed this whole thing up. He is with, it looks like, South Carolina football's performance analytics. He's a USC alumni. Uh, He said, had some extra time, so I sat down and made a list. SportsCenter's Instagram had posted 492 times since May 1st. So we're talking about a month and a half, 492 times. Of those 492 posts, 21 involved women. That's 4%. Eight of those posts were highlights from games like softball or the WNBA. 
Only eight. Four of them included some form of sporting activity like spike ball, martial arts, etc. Six were meme videos that had nothing to do with sports, and three were posts that included women as the main subject. For college alone, women's softball CWA, CWS has been happening, and this is like my own little like caveat in this as a reminder if you've been listening to this podcast. The women's softball, women's CWS actually does astronomical viewership compared to even the men's college world series Mm -hmm. people watch the women's cws so it is not a like people can't come with the well no one watches it that is there's no reason women's lacrosse had finished up women's tennis women's track and field women's beach volleyball all have occurred within the month of may and he said you're telling me that there isn't one noteworthy highlight from these sports again this is from daniel heidke Um, On Twitter, you've had two major LPGA events, the WNBA season, tons of National Women's Soccer League games, five main card women's UFC fights, and I'm sure a ton of other significant events for other sports. It is a blatant negligence for an entire half of what sport is. I understand that certain events like the NBA playoffs draw a larger audience, but to have less than 5% of your content from the last 41 days include women's sports is ridiculous and embarrassing for ESPN and SportsCenter. I appreciate Daniel sharing this because I want to just point something out. Daniel is a white man. I know nothing else about him besides that, but like, this is a big piece is to have him be the one who shared this was like a big deal because here's, here's the the reality is when women call these things out or even when Jamel Hill calls it out, you start to see headlines where it's like, she's calling it out and criticizing her old company or women are angry or whatever. Women always come with these caveats of why we're upset about something. Whereas men typically listen to other men, Mm -hmm. especially other white men. So I, I appreciated the fact that Daniel had that extra time on June 10th and sat down and made a list and didn't just share the list, but actually shared some thoughts and threaded them for people to see. And I can link both um, the original tweets in our show notes at hailvarsity.com so you can go see and support these as well. I didn't have a ton of time to really react in the moment to these. I did mm-hmm. watch, for the record, that U.S. Gymnastics Nationals. Um, I did watch that live because I'm a huge Simone Biles fan. I think about everybody on the planet is. If you're yeah. not, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't just about Simone because I want to know who some of these women are going to be for the Olympic team. Like, right. this is exciting so I was watching I was really excited there was just such incredible sport like just like incredible athletes and I understand to a degree that ESPN has certain rights where Mm -hmm. they're showing certain things so they're going to go and post more about some things because it is airing on an ESPN network it is airing on ABC it's airing on an ESPN they're more likely to show more NBA content that is airing on ESPN than something that has aired on TNT because typically if they're going to go share that it's going to have a TNT logo or it's going to have this or that Uh, I believe the gymnastics meet was on NBC if I remember correctly from where I watched it so I'm sure they did not want to share something that showed NBC sports the difference is though is ESPN has a lot of money They have, I guarantee you, subscriptions to Getty Images, to AP. They have all of these images that they use for other things. They could have certainly just gone and gotten a photo of Simone at any other tournament and or tournament uh, competition and just shared it and then shared what she had accomplished. No one is asking for you to necessarily have the photo of the moment she won. Mm -hmm. If that is going to be something where there's a 
broadcasting rights issue there, but like the, the inability to think we have all of the access in the world to all of these photos yeah, and we're not going to just go grab one. You're not even going to acknowledge it at all. Like it doesn't make sense to me. It seems tone deaf to me, honestly. It tells me that there are a lot of men who work on Instagram and social accounts. And the reality is that is still the world of sports that we live in is a lot of things are predominantly run by men. And this is why when we talk about representation and why it matters so much, this it's not just about seeing it. It's about Mm -hmm. the people working behind the scenes, because I mean, here's, here's the thing with ESPN. ESPN again has all the money in the world and they're, they're taking videos and they're taking photos and crediting things like world athletics. Um, they're crediting, uh, an AP right here uh, via Getty images about Denmark star Christian Erickson, which by the way, that was very scary. I'm yeah. glad to hear that he is okay and doing well. Um, but like, yeah, this photo that they used of him is literally a Getty image. So, I mean, there, there's really nothing that was stopping them from saying something about Simone Biles or really any women's athlete. And I'm looking at the sports center account right now. And it's just men, 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 men. And every so often there's a woman thrown in there. And my question is, is like, what is, what is the issue here? Why is ESPN and sports center? Why are they not seeing this lack of representation? And I'm guessing it's because they are, they don't have a significant, I'm just guessing that they're, because we do tend, we talked about this before, we tend to hire people that look like us, that remind us of ourselves. Right. And if, if, that, if that department is not diverse, this is what can happen, is people just go, yeah, no, it looks great. Right, because they don't, um, I mean, I think you said that really well right there, but I'm like trying to think of the words to say what I'm trying to say here. Basically, if you can see it, you can be it. And that's what we're, mm-hmm. the point that we're trying to get at here. Like the more you see something, it becomes normal, right? Um, especially with like women in sports, there are women's sports. So like seeing more of that and having it more prevalent on all of these networks, whether it be the social media or literally on the station itself, being able to see it allows other women and other girls and little girls, little boys, whatever. If you see it, it becomes more normal. Yeah. How do we expect? I mean, that goes back exactly to what Dr. Lindsay Darwin said in her tweet. It is highly difficult for folks to become fans of something they've, they're rarely, if ever exposed to. How can we expect people to become fans of things if we're not showing them? The media coverage has always been notoriously bad for women. And that is... I sincerely cannot say it enough. It is not because people aren't interested in women's sports. Right. Like that, that is a, that is a lie at this point there. It is, it is sincerely like just a, that is a lazy argument at this point. Right. If you're going to come to me and say the reason that the women's called world series national championship game had to be played at 3 PM in the afternoon for TV coverage. Like that is a lazy argument at this point, because I understand that like you're balancing all of this other stuff. You have the NBA finals, you have, or uh, excuse me, the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. are not yet to the finals, but like 
there's just so many things where I feel like it's, it's really easy. So sorry for kind of getting in the weeds on all of this for everyone, but I saw a story this morning about how ESPN came forward and basically admitted that uh, they need to be better when it comes to the college football playoff and that throughout the football season, they need to do a better job of showing games that aren't just teams that are still in the running for the playoffs because while yes, everybody wants to see the teams that could be in the playoffs just because Penn state. Now I'm kind of like half quoting this without, without fully remembering the story, but it's out on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. If not, you can just go Google it and Google ESPN college football playoff. And I'm sure this, the quotes will come up, but long story short, they were saying like Penn state, if Penn state loses the second week of September, they may be out of playoff contention at that point, but Penn state has a huge following. So why would they stop showing their games? They need to keep showing their games because people want to see them and they want to see them in prime time. They want to see them in good slots. Um, this is actually, if you're a Nebraska fan, a really exciting like thing that they've admitted because Nebraska, despite having had poor season, still has heck of viewership. So you might right. start seeing them. Not at Nebraska 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, put Nebraska in better spots, understanding that just because Nebraska may not be in playoff contention in that year does not mean that they're not going to pull the audience that ESPN's interested in. Right. The thing is great about that is I'm glad that ESPN had that admission, but like they need to be having that same conversation about other sports. Right. They need to be having that conversation where they're saying it is not right for us to, to not show these other things because we, you know, whatever, because we, we think people want to watch this. If the viewership is there, like with the women's college world series, why are you, why are you not showing it? And even on top of it, if you're sitting there going, well, no one watches this stuff that you don't know unless you put it on your network. I sat, I've sat and watched so much diving in the last like week because right. I'm so interested in it. It's such a fun sport to watch. Uh, Nebraska actually had a diver competing for the opportunity to uh, go to Tokyo with the Olympics. Like there's so many people who will tune in for these things, but if you do not put them on your networks, if you do not give them the opportunity to be seen, you'll never know if people care or not. Right. You, it's really hard to gauge that interest or taste if you don't expose people to it. It's like feeding a kid something other than what you normally feed them. They don't know if they'd like something else if they don't, if they've never tried it. Um, it's, I think it's just important to, I mean, I get I get it, but I don't. So like the same, doing the same thing over and over and over again, just because you think that's the thing that works, like for money reasons or whatever, like you can't, you can't know unless you, you try. And I don't know mm-hmm. like how you better incorporate that, but there's got to be a way that you can do it that. I think networks have to be more afraid meets the needs to of fail. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think there has to be more of a fear. Like there has to be less fear of like, what if this event that we show doesn't pull the same numbers that an NBA playoff might, because it might surprise you. You don't know unless you show them, but it also takes like accurately representing people. And that, that starts in the rooms where all of this gets made. So having TV executives of, um, having women in those rooms, having people of color in those rooms, having people who can sit down and say from their experiences, like, I'll get, I'll like, I don't want to get down this whole rabbit hole on this, but like, even like this month, June being pride month and all of these brands who are like, 
let's turn our logos into rainbows. And people have gone out and called them out and been like, why are you still donating to um, politicians who basically vote against all of the things that Pride Month is about? They're actively harming the LGBTQ plus community, yet you're going out and parading around that like you support um, Pride Month because it's kind of this like safe thing, if you will, now where it's like everyone is like cool with it that you can be a supporter of Pride Month and LGBTQ plus, but you're not actually a supporter if you're still then going and donating money to people who are actively harming that community. My point there is I'm guessing those brands do not have somebody of the LGBTQ plus community sitting in those rooms who are saying, hold Hold up a second. We shouldn't go change our logo to that color because one is performative, especially if we're donating money. This is why donating money to places that is actively harming people. This is why representation in spaces matter. A personal experience. Um, and I always say this, Hill Varsity, 110% can always be better than it is. Um, but when we had a conversation with Josh Mitchell just about a year ago, and we talked about um, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, uh, talking about how to accurately represent Black athletes, he gave a point that has sat in the back of my head for nearly a year now. And it's not that I would have never maybe thought of this, I guess, but he thought of it and shared it. And I'm like, I love it. Unfortunately, it was, I'll explain why it's been hard to follow through with this. But he said, you know, the hardest part for me as an athlete, especially as a black athlete, was people seeing me for more than that, seeing me as more than an athlete, seeing me out of my uniform. And he said, you know, on your Instagram, it would be amazing if you could show more athletes out of their uniform or highlight them in a way that is not just them performing. Mm-hmm. And it, that has hit me like a ton of bricks so many times in the last year. The hard part is, is the pandemic has made it very difficult to yeah. get any kind of access to people outside of the very limited, like, I mean, for football, we sat in a press box and our photographers had to sit in the stands. Like there was no personal, like one-on-one connection with people where we could be up close. We could get them in those moments out of uniform or out of like performance yeah. mode, if you will. So it is something that has sat with me because it is such an important point that he brought up and his experience is what has shifted my thinking where when that opportunity is able to be present, like presented to us where we can highlight athletes outside of it, I would love to follow through with that because I thought it was such an incredible idea, such, such an idea where you're like, why didn't I think of that? But I didn't think of it because it wasn't something in my worldview. Right. I'm not a former athlete at Nebraska. I haven't lived in that fishbowl. Josh Mitchell has. So his experience in the end will make Hale varsity better because he was able to say from my experiences, this is what I think. Right. That is why representation is so important in these rooms because yes, as you've, as I just admitted, I haven't been able to follow through on that yet because it literally just hasn't been possible in the last year, but it is something that I would like to do because I think it's such a important piece to highlight athletes for more than just what they do on the field, but their accomplishments everywhere. Well, and it's, it's hard to, we've, we've had this conversation a few times before, like it's really difficult to know what someone else experiences because you're not that person. 
um, without having direct firsthand knowledge of it. So like when we say representation matters, that's why it matters. It is impossible for Aaron and, or I or somebody else that maybe is on the Hill Varsity staff to know what it's like to be an athlete off of the, the field or the court or whatever their sport is because we're not, we don't have that life experience. So yeah. representation matters because if you brought in who is included in on your staff or in your group or in a room at ESPN, mm-hmm. like maybe a, f- a former gymnast or something, you know, just because to loop it back to Simone Biles, but you can't know what you're missing because you don't know, every, like you don't have every experience in the world. So like having women in, occupy spaces in, in, in these rooms and, and people of color and just different life experiences always is going to broaden your horizon as a company, as, um, and just an entity, um, being inclusive in that way helps everybody, legitimately everybody. And I really like this quote that I've, I've kind of, it's been used a lot in this group that I'm a part of with Peloton. It's called the Boo Crew. It's for Cody Rigsby, one of my favorite instructors, but they, they have printed it on stickers and other things. It's people of quality don't fear equality. And I think a lot of times when we have these conversations about um, being more representative Mm -hmm. of who we cover or hiring more people of color, hiring more women, and you get that pushback typically from white men who are like, it shouldn't be about the color of your skin and it shouldn't be about if you're a man or a woman. And the thing is, is like, I actually agree. It shouldn't be at all, but you aren't going to get a, you aren't going to get a, the, the full range of talent that yeah. you can, unless you have a diverse pool of people that exactly. you're interviewing and looking at. In fact, I was just seeing this the other day and now I'm going to go pull it up on my own Twitter account because I think that this was like, I don't know if I actually shared the the right one and <laughs> I'm going to be sad if I didn't. Well, Becky Hammond is one of the individuals whose name is in the running for the head coaching jobs for, for both the Portland Trailblazers and the Orlando Magic. I believe it was the Trailblazers trailblazers who share their list and it has a diverse candidate group. I mean, two women, uh, people of color. I, I mean, it is a diverse group. And the thing is, is when you do that, you are allowing that person who's hired, no matter the skin color, no matter the, you know, if they're a man or a woman, no matter who they love, anything, it does not, none of it matters. They're it, it, none of that matters because you will have gotten the most talented best fit because you have opened up that pool. And I would assume if you are the person who is unhired, you get to look and say, I am the best for this job because I was not only, I was not only competing against people that look like me, but I was competing against people from all walks of life with all different backgrounds and diversity. And that means like, I am highly qualified for this job. I just don't understand when people get defensive because I have never viewed it as, you know, if somebody, I, why are we trying to lessen the talent pool? Right. Like, why are we trying to make it harder for people to, to be, to exist in these spaces. Like, what are you so afraid of? If you are good at what you do, you won't have an issue. If you are a white man who is in my mentions so often telling me it's not about skin color and it's not about gender, it's not about this or that. Like, what are you afraid of? Why do you think that this is going to prevent you from still getting that job? Isn't it actually going to make you more 
Like if you get that job, you are, you are a hundred percent the most qualified person for it. I understand that like as humans, we are competitive individuals Mm -hmm. and we, we want every opportunity to get where we want to go. And so if we can steamroll people in our paths to get there, but like, do not do that to like leave people out of the running. Right. It doesn't make you better. It doesn't give you, it doesn't mean you were the most qualified. It means you just had the resources and the availability to get the job. Do you want to get to the end of your life and look back and be like, I didn't get where I was because I, I worked the hardest and all of these things, right. which you're going to tell yourself you're going to look back and be like, but I, I didn't have to go up against everyone to get here, but it doesn't matter. Cause I got, I just, I'm probably not making any sense, but I hope I am because it just, I don't get it. I don't understand why we're so afraid of like diverse candidate pools, diverse working like jobs, like having people like who don't look like us, who don't think like us. I'm not like I'm, trying to like overgeneralize either, but like I think sometimes it literally comes down to how lazy people are. Like you're not willing to work hard. Like I'm and I'm to prove that you're the best at the job. Like that's what it comes across to me as. Like I'm so threatened at the fact that I might not be the best at my job that opening it up to a larger pool of diverse people petrifies me. That's all that that's saying to me. Um, it's, it goes back to the insecurities thing. Like what, typically Mm -hmm. when people are scared of something, it's because, well, you have legitimate fear and then you have insecurity. They're not, they're not one in the same. They're not mutually exclusive, but usually, um, feeling threatened has something to do with one of those two things. So what are you scared of or what are you insecure of? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I actually think that that is, I like, like you said, I don't want to overgeneralize that it, you know, it's this all the time, but I do think that there is a sense of fear of the unknown fear of what it could mean where people get nervous that like, does this mean that my job might not be there? But the thing is, is like, I, I just, I really just, I don't know. I, I feel like when I see what has happened with like the sports center and they were rightly criticized for that. And like, I think people sometimes go, well, we're just all being, we're all just being super unfair. Like we're just, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, no, no. I, I think wanting sports center to be better because like, I think sports center has such, okay. I'm kind of wrapping my head around this. So when I had a call with Ronda Revel, Ronda Revel for the cover of Hale Varsity, the May cover featuring Tristan Edwards, mm-hmm. we were talking at the beginning before we even started talking about Tristan. There was a moment where um, two sisters on Nebraska softball team had this amazing catch. Like it was incredible. And she, she was like, did it get on sports center last night? And I had gone to bed early. So I hadn't seen it at that point spoiler alert it did makes it did make sports center but we both sat there and we were kind of talking about it and it's like why are we sitting here going did it make it and it wasn't because it didn't deserve to make it but we're like did they actually put it on there right that's the issue is that like i'm sitting here talking to a very very well-respected well-known college softball coach and she can't even say in good confidence that they're going to put her athletes 
on Sports Center. That's the issue. It's not the fact that if they hadn't, because let's say hypothetically that day there was just like 10 really incredible things that happened, and for whatever reason, that video did not get on to Sports Center. Right. That's okay. It it's it does it 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 happens. But the fact that we could say in our minds, we never said it out loud, but you can feel it. Yeah. Where it's like Probably were there not. 10 men's sports that maybe right. just had better stuff that day or right. had better quote unquote better stuff. That's the, that's the issue that we run into is when it doesn't feel fair, because when you don't see that representation on sports centers, Instagram, for example, so only 4% of its posts over 41 days as of women, no, you're not going to feel like it's going to be represented on the show. You're not going to feel like those things are going to show up elsewhere. It mm-hmm. all works together even if they're different teams of people it does not matter yeah it's just I I I always struggle because I always before these podcasts I'll sit and talk to myself and I show up and I'm like oh I have all these great things to say and then I like stumble over my words for 45 minutes an hour but it's it's something that like (laughs) we needs to be talked about but there isn't like a clear-cut easy solution So I think that it's important to talk through these things and continue talking about them just to keep them top of mind, to keep people aware. Like, I feel like that's us doing our, our little part to help keep the conversation moving forward. We're not always going to be perfect at this. Like, I don't know what to say half the time because I can't like pull my words together. But the fact that we're having the conversation in the first place, I think is super important. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm so excited. I am going to be a part of a galvanized boot camp. It's virtual this year, but I'm going to be a part of one in a week, which I'm just like so ecstatic about. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, if anyone is curious, Galvanize was founded by Laura Oakman. She is, um, you've probably seen her covering NFL games for Fox, yeah. but she, um, is incredibly well-known in the, in the sports media industry, well-respected. And she has taken that and created a, created galvanize as an opportunity to bring women together um, as support for one another to uh, continue our growth in sports media. So for instance, the one I'm participating in is with the San Diego, (laughs) San Diego chargers. They've moved (laughs) to Los Angeles, the Los Angeles chargers. That's never not going to be (laughs) every single time. I still do the St. Louis Rams sometimes. Yeah, like, Louis Rams. <laughs> um, it's fine. They're not there. Uh, but like part of it is like an opportunity for me where I'll get to interview a rookie, get some feedback on my own interviewing skills, just like hone my skills and like do all of that. So I'm really, really excited for it. I just saw Allie Snow, who is a reporter for Channel 8 in Lincoln. She has she has worked for the Big Ten Network. She has done sports for um, the Huskers. She was able to just recently do an in-person with Brown Girls Dreams, excuse me, Brown Girls Dream, which is in um, a nonprofit foundation that was founded by Carrie Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, it like I am so excited to have seen that for her. They Basically, their mission is to give hope, provide support, and build a safe network for young women of color looking to make a difference in our society through sports, entertainment, and um, I think theater, I think is the last one. Sorry, she's sitting in the photo very beautifully in front of uh, the sign that I was reading from. Um, But I'm so happy for Allie that she has has, uh, 
brown girls dream, this foundation, this support system that she can go to, these things are great. Galvanize, brown girls dream. There's so many more out there of women who are trying to create a better and more inclusive space, but it can't just be women. Like we have yeah. to. So like, I want to be clear, like with galvanize part of it is like we partner with an NFL team and like, they just did one with the Dallas Cowboys and it meant so much to the Dallas Cowboys head coach that this was happening, that he showed up, he yeah. showed up for this boot camp in spoke with the women and wanted to be a part of it because if he's going to have his rookies or his players show up and, and to be a part of this and to hopefully build them into allies as well, he has to show up too. And it's been kind of a consistent theme from the Atlanta Falcons where, um, members of their front office have shown up. I'm guessing with the San Diego chargers, the gosh, dang it. The (laughs) Los Angeles chargers don't come for me. Chargers (laughs) fans. It's just, it's going to take a been while that way for a while. <laughs> it's hard to change um, over. But I mean, these are those things when I, I think of like how great these organizations are, these foundations, these nonprofits, and I'm glad that they exist. But when you talk about like, again, kind of going back to the top, when we said, you know, Daniel Heidkeep, the fact that he was one of the people who was calling out sports center, right. we need, we need men to join this because yep. we need white men to join this because it can't just be women. It can't just be people of color who are, who are telling you we have to keep building and we have to keep working toward inclusivity, uh, more diverse workspaces, more diverse locker rooms, more diverse everything, more diverse front offices, more diverse executive boards. All of these things matter because again, What ends up happening when you don't is you have a marketing team that changes their logo to rainbow for pride month while their executive team is donating tons of money to places that are actively harming that exact community. That is what happens is it has to be a cohesive effort across the board. I understand that like, we're not all in position, like hiring positions. We're not all in that. We're not all a president or a owner of a team or this or that, but we all have a place where we can make change and we can make a difference. And that can just be simply liking things, sharing things, bringing attention and awareness to things. If you see a women's basketball game, stop and watch it for a bit. Y'all, y'all ask us a lot. Like, what can I do? I'm going to tell you right now, when I post women on Hale Varsity's Instagram account, Y'all don't like it as much as when I post football. I mean, I can go give you real-time results yeah. <laughs> of what, like, recent things. Nicklin Hames, I posted a photo of her, 540 likes. I posted a women's softball photo of Nebraska's catcher, just under 300 likes. Um, Cam Jurgens, a photo of him is getting close to 700 baseball over 800. Um, let me go look. I'm going to go find a recent one, a, f- a photo of Scott Frost and the team running out of the tunnel on game day, 1200 likes. I mean, Lexi son coming back did 1800 likes. And that was because it was a big news piece. But mm-hmm. like, if you go back and look at some of our like in season coverage of volleyball when we share a photo they're not always that high if you want to do something one of the very first things that you can do that makes a huge difference is when you see a photo not just a hill varsity but anywhere like it doesn't matter I'm not telling you only like the photos of women I'm saying like everything 
Yep. Because that is what makes a difference is when you are actively showing up for all sports. So I'm going to just, because there's always that one person that's like, what about this? Yes. Men's gymnastics. I shared a photo of that. It didn't even get 300 likes. Yeah. Show up for these sports, show up for these athletes, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to keep posting them and we should keep posting them, but you have to also do the work there. So if you're somebody who's like, what can I do? I don't have hiring power. I don't have this. What can I do today? That makes a difference. When you're scrolling through your timeline on um, Instagram or on Twitter and you see something, take a second and like it. It doesn't mean you can't like football. I'm not telling you to stop liking right. football or stop just liking basketball. Just interact equally. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and then like by ju- like something as simple as that, like that can change the algorithm. So then that, let's just use the softball example. Like that picture then see gets in front of more people on their discovery feed mm-hmm. of things that are similar. Like it may sound minuscule but it could blow a picture up you know it could it just offers more exposure to a wider audience of people the more it's interacted with that's all we're saying and you know what it's kind of interesting there are certain people that like I gotta say there are certain athletes at Nebraska that they always come through Mm -hmm. always it does not matter what the photo is shared of they're always liking it um I would say if you're ever wondering who's like incredibly like I will like just about everything about any sport. It's it's people like Adrian Martinez, mm-hmm. um, Ben Stilley, uh, Kelly Hunter, who's not a current athlete, but a former athlete who's now, um, you know, coaching with Nebraska. Mm-hmm. There are certain people who show up in our in our likes all the time, and it does not matter what we post about. It could be gymnastics. It could be baseball. It could be uh, soccer. It does not matter. They're liking everything. And I so appreciate that about those people when I see them consistently showing up in our in our likes, yeah, in our comments, because Randolph Kapai is one. Um, because they're not just showing up and saying, you should care about me and my sport. They're also showing up for all of their fellow athletes at Nebraska and I'm not I don't know all of them personally enough like I know you know some of these individuals that I see and I'm like yeah that makes a lot of sense but it it says a lot to me when I see these names where I'm like thank you for supporting thank you like no one's asking you to do this but you consistently show up for other people and like it means a lot because especially when you think of someone like Adrian Martinez who has the following that he does Instagram then looks at that and goes oh, this is something that people want to see. If Adrian Martinez with this amount of followers wants to see it, we're going to go show it to other people. So it is like a very simple active thing that he can do when he just gives you a like. Right. And I really appreciate that about people when they do that because it shows that like they don't just want to like the photo that they're in. They want to like the photo that everyone is in. Right. Oh, it's just seeing that. I, I said this to Sasha um, over a message, seeing the whole sports center thing was disappointing, but not surprising. But I will say it gave me a moment to reflect for Hill varsity, because I'm always really cognizantly aware of, are we, are we supporting enough? Mm -hmm. That is not just football and, you know, full transparency, Hill varsity staff is not giant, we only have so much capacity that we can we can do in a given day or a given week. 
Um, if we had, you know, three times our staff, I would have a photographer at every single event. I would have a reporter at every single event. Unfortunately, we just don't have that capacity. I'd love Hale Varsity to grow into that and we'll keep working toward it for sure because that is a dream of mine is to get to a place where we're actively covering as much as we can. Mm -hmm. But we only have two staff photographers. We have um, essentially three staff writers, two editors. I mean, it's not a large team and I feel like we do as much as we can, but our focus has always been primarily football, men's and women's basketball, volleyball, baseball, some softball and um, recruiting. But it, it hurts when I'm like, soccer deserves us to be there. Mm-hmm. swim swim and dive deserve us to be there gymnastics deserves us to be there more often and we try to show up when we can um but obviously we would never sleep if we tried to cover every single sport with the, the team we have now so you know we'll keep working at it because it's something that i think really matters to us in the future yeah. of hill varsity that we are able to cover more and more but like i'm really proud of the fact that like this since January, the January cover of Hale Varsity included, uh, featured three young women, three recruits on the cover. Um, February featured Michael Caton, women's basketball player. Uh, April featured Kate Smith, golfer. Uh, May featured Tristan Edward- Edwards of softball. I feel good about the representation, obviously understanding that it could always be better, could always be stronger, but it I think it starts with acknowledging that we have work to do and that was the thing I haven't seen sports center ESPN ESPN make a comment I would have loved to have heard them say like we hear you we can be better right. yes because I understand that it's kind At least of acknowledge it yeah and I understand like some people have kind of commented recently like Uh, with some celebrities where they get called out for something and it's always like, I'm listening, I'll do better. And like, I understand that that kind of gets to a point where you're like, stop saying it, just do it. Um, But just some acknowledgement of like, we hear you. We, we've totally failed here, but we're going to work on being better. And we're going to actually put that into action would be enough for me. Even if it was just like a small, like little statement, it's not canceling anyone. It's just saying, let's be better. Let's, it it certainly made me reflect. So I don't know. There's a D- it disappointing, but not surprising. <laughs> right. Like per usual, I feel like, gosh, per you know, usual. I think um, I'm trying to think of what, remember the quote exactly, but basically it's like, you aren't what you say you are. You are what you do. So like acknowledge it, but then like do some actual work. Like, I feel like all of us can do that. I I've tried. Mm-hmm. And I think at the beginning of this the, like one of the first episodes, um, or at least towards the beginning of the year. Um, I don't like to make resolutions, um, Hmm. intentions I think are better, but trying to be like, say what I'm going, not just, not just saying stuff to say stuff, I guess is what I'm trying to get at here, but actually doing what I'm saying that I'm going to do with intention. So like, you know, addressing some of this stuff, like I think in the wide world of everything, um, acknowledge that you could be better, but then prove to your audience that you are doing the work to be better. Yeah. And, you know, I would say if I've learned anything in the last year, it's that you, especially like 
it's really easy to center things on ourselves and to yeah. to center our to center our experiences. And I admittedly do that a lot. Heck, I do it on this podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. And I try not to because I, I, I'm actively working on it. It's just like when I say words on this podcast that like I'm like, dang it, that's still in my vocabulary. Like I thought it I thought we were past that. Right. And the reality Same. is we're not. Mm-hmm. Um but I you know I think it's less about I don't I totally agree when I see people say like, it, you know, I don't think I have to like make these big social media statements and stuff. I think I should be actively living it. I agree. You should be living it. Don't just make a statement on social media for the sake of yeah. it and then not live up to it. But I do think it's important to, at the same time, to actively work yes. towards showing it as well, because that is where people start to pay attention to what you do. So if you're yep. somebody listening and you're like, what can I do? Even if it's just in conversation with your friends or family or support people on social media when you say see something that is worth sharing Mm -hmm. that goes a long way it doesn't have to be this grand gesture of like hey everyone let me tell you exactly how I'm feeling like it can just be with how you live it can be with the things that you like it can be with the 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 accounts that you follow and support and when you show up actively I mean there's just these things that you can do that still show other people Hey, this thing matters and it matters to me and I want it to matter to you too. Um, and I'm going to live this example. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's a thing like whenever, if you are in a position to hire, just having that, having the mindset of I'm going to go into this and not just look like the person, look for the person who reminds me of me. I'm going to look for the person who I feel is the best candidate. I'm going to look for a diverse pool of candidates so that I can also be challenged in my role by people who might think differently than me or have different experiences. It's just, you know, we will not get past these conversations. Like we always say, like we want to get to a point where it's not like shocking that a woman gets a job or a person of color gets a job. Or we say like, we want to get to a point where like these things, like what happened with sports center is not something that happens. We will not get there unless one, we work at it. And two, we talk about it, but actively live it. Yes. And some of that will have to be behind the scenes. Some of that should be, you should be doing it, you know, so other people can see it too, or else they won't know that they need to join and also do the same thing. Exactly. Oh, I missed this podcast the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we end though, I do want to say, because not only did I miss Sasha, which she had a birthday, happy belated birthday. Thanks. It was also Sky, who is a um, listener of this podcast. His birthday was recent, so happy belated birthday to Sky. We have a lot yeah. of good people who just have had birthdays. The world just keeps getting better <laughs> every year that you all are in it. Um, we did get some emails, which again, if you haven't gotten a response, I'm so sorry. Um, maybe one of these days I'll learn how to turn the out of office on when we're gone. Um, but Laura emailed a couple of weeks ago, said that she'd gotten her first issue of Hale Varsity and enjoyed the the article on Tristan Edwards. So thank you, Laura, one for supporting Hill Varsity. And thank you for saying that. I really enjoyed writing that story, but all the credit in the world to Tristan and her family. They're incredible people. Absolutely incredible people. Um, she's working on starting a podcast. I'm yeah. so excited about it. Laura, please keep us updated. Cause I'm just like, so excited. Um, Danny also reached back out. I'm like, I feel just so connected to Danny. Cause she was, when she first emailed us, she was pregnant. Now she has, an absolutely amazing daughter sent us some photos. She is an absolute sweetheart. She's so cute. 
Um, she called her a little ray of sunshine. I love uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> She's a big fan of steak. So shout out to Sasha. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but she shared, um, she was sharing some things about just, uh, being kind, especially to people in the service industry or in jobs that, uh, you have to interact with people. So friendly reminder that every time you are out and about, it does not matter if it is, um, somebody at a doctor's office, if it is somebody working at a restaurant, if it is somebody working at the zoo when your family goes, you know, to get a nice, outing like people are people they have good days they have bad days they're exposed to a lot of good and bad and I think leading with kindness even when sometimes you feel like somebody may not deserve it is so important yeah because I I overheard a conversation the other day and it made my skin crawl where this person basically said if a server is not basically just absolutely waiting on you bringing you drinks exactly when you need it and this and this and this they don't deserve a tip Y'all, you got to think about the fact that what might have prevented that service. Were they overly busy? Were they understaffed? Were you Um, an asshole? Are you potentially an (laughs) asshole? Um, The other thing that I think that we need to like, I want to reiterate the fact that like one, I think that we should just get pay people a normal freaking living wage and get rid of tipping period. But are you expecting someone to be on like their hundred percent game and like basically kissing your ass for two and a half dollars an hour and reliant on your tip and your mood that day. Excuse me. But when I, when I was serving tables, it was damn near impossible to stay happy faced for your entire shift because there's always going to be at least one jerk or there's always going to be at least one shitty tip. And that affects your mood. You're relying on those, that money to bring home to pay your bills while your your reliable paycheck is two and a half dollars an hour and you're probably working 32 40 45 hours a week what is that two hundred dollars like no yeah I eighty dollars really you're working 40 hours for two and a half that's like a hundred bucks is your paycheck I I just think (laughs) like yeah it's just like and you also aren't ever thinking about and I'm saying the greater you yeah yeah yeah. particularly yeah yeah but you also aren't thinking about like that person may be having a day where like they're just having a bad mental yes. health day and you might go, well, just snap out of it or don't, you just don't get to do that. Like there are days where I, like yesterday was a Monday. Yeah. I had, Same. um, I, it wasn't like anything particularly went bad. I just, there was a lot on my plate. I had a lot going on. And for some reason I was kind of in just a weird funk. Like mm-hmm. I just couldn't kind of understand. And I, I was so appreciative. I'm actually going to go find it really quick. Cause I think a lot of us need to hear this. A friend of mine shared this and it was like ugh, popped up on my, uh, my Twitter timeline at the perfect moment. He shared, instead of asking yourself why you're so lazy, ask yourself why you need some, why you might need so much rest. Yep. And that was how I felt because I had to sit down yesterday for like 30 minutes and just take a moment, like just take a beat. And I kind of beat myself up over it for a little bit. I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I I have so much to do. Why am I doing this? And I'm like, instead of beating myself up over this and thinking I'm lazy for those 30 minutes, why did I need that break? Right. What, What was going on? And that was like a nice shift of thinking, but it's going to take a while to work on it. Yeah. But it's realizing that people are people. I, I, stand by the fact that I think every single human being should have to at least for a week or one shift 
work in the service industry or in customer mm-hmm. service, period, end of story. Like you, you can't, that's another one of those perspective things. It is impossible to understand the crap that you have to put up with in the service industry, broad sweeping, customer service, food, whatever it may be. We have to like, they have to deal with people and people could be the worst. So it's just, I, I think it's, it's a, a much needed perspective because nine times out of 10, I've found that the people that are complaining about that and saying, well, you should do this, blah, 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 probably have never experienced that type of working environment. Pretty crappy. Whether it be a receptionist or customer service of any kind on the phone, in person, or waiting tables, whatever. It sucks. It's awful. (laughs) And I mean, I haven't been perfect to people either, but like I will say, like I do try to like cognitive, like I do try really hard Mm -hmm. to be better. And honestly, it's, I'm just going to say it. It's a lot of times the same people who then feel like athletes should just be grateful to have a scholarship and to show up. And so I think if there's any challenge that we can take not only forward through this, and this has been something we've challenged before, but I think it's just a constant reminder, especially as we go into summer, knowing that like, you know, it's not like hiring is like going through the roof for so many of these jobs. When you go out to eat as this pandemic, we come to the other side of it as you're going out to eat and you're feeling more comfortable doing things. Remember that the people on the other end of that are people too. And they have been through probably even more short staffed than they were. I guarantee you (laughs) 85% of the time, they're going to be more short staffed than they were before the Mm -hmm. pandemic. So kindness is free. Exercise a little bit more patience, which is something that I think we can all be better at, period. But just be understanding. Support. Yes. Go support things. If you see something on TV or on your timelines or whatever, support them. Show some love. Show people some appreciation because yeah. I think that goes. I love that you said that. Just like kindness is free and kindness does a lot. So just show up and show up through kindness. And I think that... We all lived and uh, we all lived through a pandemic. So like <laughs> there are varying degrees on how it affected people. Just be freaking nice to each other. It's Amen. okay. <laughs> we all live. We've all lived through a pandemic. We're still kind of living through it. So still yes, be like yes. somewhat mindful of other people. But I mean, it is kind of nice to see so many of your faces. One of these yes. days. We'll have to like do Picnic a big beat up, uh, maybe at Lucky Bucket because yeah. I'm a big Lucky Bucket fan. And we also have listeners from Lucky Bucket who um, at this point, I'm just trying to get them to like. When we get to have that crossover beer event, we need, how do we, we get Block a, 16 in on this? <laughs> we need like a, um, a Mind Your Own podcast, dinner at Block 16, beer at Lucky Bucket. Um, where could dessert be from? There's so oh sweet magnolias I really like all of okay we'll yeah. we'll plan it we'll plan it once there it's like what July fourth is like the date where they're, they're hoping to get a, like a good number of vaccinations by like we're getting close y'all we can like start planning this um yes. post pandemic party here soon because it would excited. be nice to see people the mind your own podcast post pandemic party that's what it'll be oh. called <laughs> yeah send us your ideas yes. email us at mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com tweet at sasha 72 or at aaron Sorensen. we just love to hear from you we're glad to be back thank you for missing us yeah uh, a bunch of you were like really really kind to be like where are you um and we did a terrible job explaining it to you right. but we're back <laughs> we are back we're back I- and better and out been better than ever <laughs> <laughs>
Is it still Monday? I feel like it's still Monday. I feel, yes, it does. <laughs> well, we will be back again in a week. Yeah. We, we aren't leaving you. Like I said, we aren't. We will not abandon you anytime soon. So send us send us your email. Send us your tweets. We'd love to hear from you. Mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, hopefully uh, Sports Center starts posting some uh, women's, uh, some photo of women in the next week. Uh, we'll that would be great. That. Yes. <laughs> we'll keep tabs on it. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.